0: Welcome, everybody, to the Competition Archery Media Podcast, where we explore all things pertaining to competition archery. I'm your host, PJ Riley. Sitting with me is Cam Manager Josh Grine. The Competition Archery Media Podcast is brought to you by our platinum sponsors. We've got Matthews, PSE, Hoyt Elite, True Ball and
1: Excel, and Black Eagle Arrows. Josh, good day today. Why don't you introduce our guest? Hey, PJ. uh, On the other line there, we have Randy Kitts from Black Eagle Arrows and Conquest Archery, and we want to welcome Randy and thank him for uh, his participation in competition archery media, especially this week with uh, the giveaway for some Black Eagle Arrows. So welcome, Randy.
2: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: Hey, we're hanging in here in Pennsylvania. How are things down in Georgia?
2: Oh, man. It's sunny and 75. Well, it's gonna be seventy five? It's about forty six this morning. We don't get to seventy five. It's been good. Uh, you know, we we had a stay at home order. I think like everyone else did, but uh, we didn't have to stay at home. <laughs> so where,
0: yeah, Friday. where is it now? I, what is Georgia? I have no clue. What's your? Uh, are you still? In?
2: Yeah, no, I wouldn't say we're wide open, but like uh, I think on Friday last week they allowed bowling alleys, movie theaters, some restaurants. Pretty much if you have a business, I think you can open it as long as you can do social distancing. But people aren't, I, I didn't see people like at the movie theater. It's just down the road from us and they weren't flocking to the movies and there's no bowling alley near us. And, but you can't have a bar, right? You can go to a bowling alley, but you can't have a bar. It's okay with not having a bar. but So there's some weird things, but uh, yeah, it's not bad. And I just looked at yesterday, not that I'm all into the coronavirus, but you know our cases are way less than most. So it's all good. Gotcha huh we've been working ever since i was either going to bring a bed and sleep here i think i put a post up you know we'll we'll keep shipping until uh they kick us out or until jesus comes back whichever one comes <laughs> for. They were hoping for the ladder. i was going to bring a bed here if they, if they gave me a stay at home i'd make this my home we got a refrigerator microwave and that was my plan but it didn't have to come to fruition
0: Well, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, uh, Randy, was about the Black Eagle backstory. I'll be honest, I don't know anything about it. So how did you get into this and tell us about the beginnings?
2: It's a story. That's for sure. And I don't know how much time we have allotted for the podcast, but I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, I worked for Lowe's. And I helped do TV sponsorships for a TV show at the time. And I met a guy who was in the archery industry. We'll just kind of leave it very vague at that point. And uh, some things transpired. And he said, you know, we, we should start an arrow company. I was like okay, tell me more. <laughs> and, uh, and so he showed me this spreadsheet. That This is, this is a true story with all these gross profit margin that were like 180, 300%. Well, he, didn't, he didn't even know how to do gross profit margin. So I should have known. And then, you know, I always say, if someone, if the first word they tell you is I'm a Christian, you need to run. I mean, flat, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just go. And, uh, but, you know, I just try to see the good folks. And uh, and so I was like the financier, so to speak. and I have a lot, but... I had enough to and we started this thing on uh well the the first arrow company uh and so we got that going and then some things happened so I just left. I just I couldn't take it. It was too much, me way too much. And uh so I left and I told our web design guy, I said, look, we did pretty good on eBay back in the day. Let's just start an eBay store. We'll just do eBay, we'll sell crossbow arrows because we were selling piles of crossbow arrows. Oh man, this would be I guess almost ten years ago, and uh, and uh, and so Jason Wilkins, who also was with us, he uh, he couldn't take it anymore. It's like let's, we should try this, and he hooked me up with Danny. He knew Danny from a prior life, and uh, and so Danny was in his contract year, uh, and so that was good. And he tried our arrows, and. Uh, love them and so that kind of started Black Eagle arrows into competition it was just going to be extra money I worked at Lowe's I was a district manager uh, a regional sales director you know managed 137 stores about 4.7 billion in volume I was I was good I just I'm a workaholic uh, didn't have much as a kid and so don't want to ever go back to that place and uh, and so I just work and I thought man good. Okay, I could do this and make extra money. And so for the first like five years, I worked at Lowe's, and I did Black Eagle at night. Wow. I'd be sure, till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Jeez, it was it was wild. Then obviously we kicked off at uh, Texas, and uh, yeah, Paris, Texas was our first. I believe it was March of twenty twelve, and. Uh, we had Danny on board. Had Daniel Matthews. He now he's now an elite sales rep, and uh, he was on Perry Hughes. We had Travis. We had some guys that was already shooting our products that I'd known through a prior relationship, and uh, you know we did pretty good there. We won. We took a couple first place, and uh, that was kind of the start of Black Eagle Arrows, and ever since then it's kind of been on a you know a pretty steep trajectory.
0: I mean, that's pretty. That's two pretty good people to, to start out there with, Dan McCarthy and Jason Wilkins. D- yeah. I mean, Dan, everybody, I'm sure everybody knows him. Jason, for some folks who don't know him, I mean, that guy's the crossbow king. He just kills it in the crossbow class. He wins everything in sight.
2: <laughs> yeah, he wins a lot with crossbow. He's also a really, really good uh, compound bow shooter. About four or five years ago, I think we were in Metropolis, Illinois, he decided one tournament to shoot uh known forty and he went out and he shot I think 40, 40 up? Wow. No, it was K forty five at the time. And he shot uh he shot forty, yeah, he shot forty up. And then he went on and won the classic. And uh and then um and Jason if you for those that know Jason, you just know how he is, but <laughs> if his bow doesn't feel right. And let me just tell you, it never feels right. He, he's a bow press. He's a bow press master, right? He's got this thing in a bow press. He's torquing and twisting in a quarter turn gear and a sixteenth off his D loop, and so he struggled with always trying to get it right. And uh, you know, we had a pretty good crossbow shooter, and he got out of shooting crossbow. and I told Jason, "You need to shoot a crossbow because I'm not shooting the crossbow." I said, "Look, you need to shoot a crossbow, literally." You're good at about everything you've set your mind to. You can practice. You can do this. It really can't be that hard. A little harder than what I thought, but he just was like a duck in water.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
2: <laughs> I think him and his daughter, Maddie are glad he made the crossbow switch from the earnings that he gets, I would say, from the contingency mind that he wins. I would think he's a pretty happy camper with his decision. Although he doesn't like shooting a crossbow, I got him convinced that the money is worth shooting a crossbow.
0: Well, yeah, when you're winning, like, basically every tournament you enter. Yeah, the, tour- the money's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'll do it. In other words, if you decide not to, you just got to teach me, and I'll, maybe I'll shoot the i run two companies. I can do that. there, anyways.
0: <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so then you got into Conquest here two years ago, uh,
2: yeah, it'd be two years ago, I think in July, July or August. Yeah.
0: And what was your, what was your focus there? What did you, what was your goal?
2: You know, we we, uh, we had a pretty good product with our smack, uh, our smack bars, and we were looking for really kind of a, for the 85, 90%, not that everybody can't afford, you know, uh, a smack bar. That's not the case there as there as much as a good stabilizer is, um and one day I was talking with Bernie Pellerite <laughs> from Robin Hood Videos. Everybody's been to an ASA or an IBO or Vegas over the last 15, 20 years, knows Bernie. And uh and so, you know, he called me up and we're just talking. I can't wait, I can't wait talking about I was like, You ever think about buying a stabilizer company? Well, not really. And so we just talked and you know, I just I went down and met with him and Jan and understood their position. And uh, we tested some of their products and, uh, and thought, man, this, this, is, this is really good. And, uh, and so that's when I made the, the decision to buy that and then brought it back. And then again, mine can't stop. Always look and try to be the best. I just, the, the bars that we kept, we clearanced all of his stuff, which wasn't the plan, but ended up being the plan. And then the things that we kept with the same name, we just made better you know, instead of sticking rubber through a tube for vibration dampening, we found a material similar to Uh, smack. We made bars stiffer, we added end caps that were more durable, more rigid, versus the, you know, 10th of an ounce end caps. And made all that better, but really wanted to create a product that was unique to the market, that gave the consumers tremendous value, and, uh, you know, and really didn't break the bank that's kind of how it started and then of course we went to an asa the the classic we brought to the classic two years ago that'd be two years ago this year End up raiding guillotine you know he was he was up uh and uh for his contract and uh conjured him into putting one on his bow and uh he said man i just it's like an old friend he goes i'm in
0: that's I mean, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Braden. You know, you've got the 3D circuit, but then also you got Braden, who's you know won more world archery medals than anybody in history, and just posted a video yesterday where he decided to go out to his golf course apparently, and eh, I'll just shoot 93 yards, and boom, he hits center ten one shot <laughs> like, with a broad, with a broad, with a broadhead,
1: and put the golf ball in the yeah. hole.
0: I didn't even care about the hole at one. I was like, hey, <laughs> let's talk about ninety-three yards, center ten. Yeah,
2: that's pretty impressive. He's super, super good guy that he, you know, he started shooting the pro five hundred, just loved that small bar. And then he shot, he won memes. Uh, and that was super that was super awesome. And then he went to the Lancaster Archery Classic, and Danny told him he said, You gotta try this seven forty seven bar. I said, Man, you don't want to try that. He goes, No, no, I really do. He goes, you don't want to try that. He goes, Give me the bar. So he went upstairs, put the bar on on Thursday, and then he went out and shot six sixty.
0: Come on. He ha- oh, he had that on for the six sixty.
2: Yeah, well he just put it on the day before. No kidding. What is it with you guys? We <laughs> got awesome. We got an awesome team and Chris Schaff and Tate Morgan and yeah. Mike Schlosser now. I mean, we got a we got a pretty good list of Tremendous competitors. There's a lot I'm sure that I'm missing, but those are the ones that just come off the top of my head. Uh, Jimmy Rutz. I mean, look at what Jimmy did last year. He was on fire shooting our bars and our arrows.
0: Did you have to do some special strength testing before you allowed Mike Schlosser to shoot one of them with like oh. 800 ounces on the front end?
2: You know, believe it or not, uh, you know, talking with Mikey, he, he loves the 747 bar. It's got more smacking. So it's it's just a different feel altogether because it's bigger and smack goes in between carbon layers. But he said, "Hey, do you mind if maybe next year one of the tournaments I shoot your 450 bar?" He goes, "It shoots unbelievable because Danny shot that in Reading. He also shot at that tournament in Wisconsin when he went out and just set the place on fire. Oh that right. yeah. It'd be good theater to reset everybody's scores to zero. And uh, yes. and so." But yeah, so he shot that 450 last year, Danny. Yeah, it was 18 ounces on the front, I think 20 something on the back. I don't know the exact setup, but it was still a lot. He shot our 450 bar, just thinks it just pounds. So I don't know.
1: Now, Randy, I know at the ATA, we were at your booth and talking arrows, and you guys were just talking about the different way that you build arrows and what sets them apart. So talk to us a little bit about your arrows because they are, you're seeing more and more shooters using them and love them, the durability. So, what makes them unique?
2: I think what sets them apart is, you know, we all of our arrows are spine sorted, our straightness is unbelievable, and they're weight sorted. So really, you know, when you when you start making arrows and the spine is consistent and a six pack or a dozen, uh, really, you just give yourself the best odds. Guys call us all the time. You don't want to float them in bathtubs. They want to buy ram spine testers and mark the spine. And when you spine sort, those things really become less relevant. They just do. Uh, when, when you don't have that type of deviation, when you get a box of 350s and it's got a 320 and a 390 in the same box, and we've got competitors arrows and check those, you're going to have to do something different, right? I mean, you almost have a 400, almost a 300. And so that, that's going to be different. And, uh, and so we really try, we we tried to spine sort our arrows down to plus or minus 5,000 deviation, but our weights got a little bit off, about two grains and, you thought the world would end at two grains. I mean, people are, two, arrows too, two grains is too much. I'm like, man, you can't even shoot the difference. I mean, it's too much. I mean, this is the best arrows you're ever gonna get. So yeah, I think that's what really makes a difference. And I think, you know, and, and not trying to toot our horn, but you know, people buy things from people they like. And you know, the thing with the archery community is there's so much vitriol out there to me that people gravitate to call. And, you know, I, I, try to really not get caught up in the fray of Facebook and Instagram. And If you shoot this, you're crap. And if you shoot that, you're crap. And if you're probably good, I don't want to deal with that stuff, man. We just, we just all need to, to get along and try to get to heaven. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I can attest there aren't, there aren't many nicer people than you and Jason at a, at a competition and, it's, it's evident in the amount of people that just flocked to your booth to talk to you guys. So, uh, with your arrows this year, you guys released the revelation and that's a new micro diameter outdoor arrow that, you know, with the coronavirus hitting and all this stuff that we maybe haven't got to see it as much as, as we would have, if we had a normal season, but talk to us about the revelation. Cause I've actually shot that arrow. And it's awesome.
2: Yeah. You may see it more next year than you ever thought that you would. There's a tidbit point. Um, you know, the Revelation Arrow, Danny and I have been working on Arrow for a long time. We tried so many things, I mean, literally so many different layups and man, we tried, we tried a lot. And last year we really focused on, you know, nailing that arrow down and getting it set. And uh, we just kept trying different pin bushings, different points. We have a pretty neat collar point system uh, with weights. And so instead of spending, you know, $200 for tungsten points, you can change out weights, 20, 40, 60, and 80 grain increments with the same 60 grain point and uh, can really tune it within 20 grains with the, I think it's pretty good. And, uh, and and give people another option versus you know, tungsten points are expensive, but they're expensive to make. It's like tungsten weights. You know, people talk about stabilizing tungsten weights. The only guys that shoot them are the ones that get them for free for the most part. Yeah. You know, you look at an eight ounce weight and it cost a hundred bucks. You're like, oof, wow. Maybe I can do something different with a hundred dollars to put an eight ounce weight on my bow.
0: Well and Jimmy Lutz, uh, you know, reigning outdoor world champion, he did our challenge the other day, fifty yards, and he you know, there's four of the sc- of the ASA size scoring rings, uh, bonus rings that we're shooting at. Fifty yards, he hit three of four and just barely missed the fourth. I mean, one of the best in the world out there. And he's drilling like that, like it was nothing.
2: After his two world championships, we, like I said, we got those things really dialed in. and He shot those the rest of the year and did uh, really, really well. He shot the X impacts in both world championships. And then he picked up the revelation and thought, man, this is a great arrow. It was the Revelation revelation, it was a no label. And uh, so we, we dialed that thing in and got it fixed. And then I started, you know, I went to last year was a pretty remarkable year for me from a, interpersonal standpoint and uh, I'm trying to get too choked up here. I went to a uh, casting crowns. I was listening to that when you guys called and I had to get, figure out how to turn this thing off on my computer. I went to a casting crown concert and as a kid, um, you know, I didn't like school, didn't go to school, didn't read books, but uh, I got a book from, uh, from the casting crowns concert. If you sponsored a kid, they gave you a little book. And it wasn't about the book anyways. It was just one of those where you compassion internationally, you sponsor a kid for $40 a month and uh, man, they get food, they, you know, if you don't know all the stuff that you get you just go research and it's pretty cool for 40 bucks so i read this book called only jesus and uh um, pretty cool book so that kind of started my journey and i thought well you know i need to come up with a name for this arrow that just shows people my faith and uh
0: That's cool that it means that much to you that you think that much of it.
2: Yeah, so I started thinking about Bible verses, and Revelation three twenty came to me, and we called this arrow the one two five for years because that was just what it was—a one two five ID arrow. And Revelation three twenty is really a, when you think about the verse, it's it's a, it's a it's just the grace and redemption of God. He just got through just absolutely lambasting the church at Laodicea. But he said, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I will come in and dine with him and him with me. And he just told him that I will vomit you out of my mouth. Then he says, come in, come to me. I thought that's it, that's the one. And so my wife and I went to a Warrior Fest concert with Perry Stone, thought it was like this, uh, like a Bible conference. It ended up being a kids conference, like 5,000 kids. They they removed the chairs off the floor so they could all sit on the ground and put more kids in there. And I thought, man, there is in man, there's 5,000 kids from all over the world here. And I'm in the shower day two. And and something just said, go go look, go look. 0.125, what is that? You know, what is that in millimeters? So we always talk about millimeters or four millimeter, five millimeter. And I went and looked. And actually a 125 is like 3.2019. I thought, that's it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 100% convinced. And so <laughs> Revelation 320 came. And, and that's where the name came from. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, it, 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 it means a lot to me. Uh, and it's really cool to see people see that. And then, you know, we get a message every now and then, or someone will make a comment, you know, I love that verse. I love that verse. And, uh, and so, yeah, if it, it just gets people thinking that's a good thing. It, it, yeah. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> and so obviously we hope to see more events where we could see these arrows, you know, USATs or world cups or whatever, we just want to see some more outdoor target
1: archery.
2: Yeah, I know, right? We want to see people get outdoors. I mean, for the first time in my life, I thought, man, it would be my bad seeing some traffic.
1: Now, we, when I built those arrows, uh, I noticed one thing for such a small diameter arrow. The sidewalls on those things are so thick. Is that part of the intentional design that, you know, I, they're, much, they're much thicker than your X-Impact's?
2: yeah yeah no for sure it's it's a heavier arrow just because of wind right the heavier smaller in the wind just performs better and uh and so yeah that was the absolute intent was to make a heavy small diameter arrow
1: yeah they're awesome and like you guys said hopefully we get outside and get to see some more of their arrows so what else is on the horizon for black eagle and conquest i mean we've seen the revelation 320 what else are you looking for for the future? Are there surprises out there that we should be anticipating?
2: Oh, there's always surprises. You know, we we, we are never we are never content with what we have. We're always trying to make things better. Uh, you know, we're always moving forward. and I believe in the, if you don't if you're not ever changing, then you're just going to become you know Kmart. And I worked at Kmart, so I can say that. For uh, those that listen that may still have a job at Kmart or Sears, I mean, if you're not willing to change, that's what you become. And so, you know, we're, we added Quivers this year with our talent Quiver to the ConQuest slash Black Eagle lineup. Uh, you know, we've always got some arrows in the work, but, you know, if we don't, our goal is never to bring out a new arrow every year. I mean, We've had years we don't bring out anything. And to me, that's okay. I think it helps the dealer. It helps the consumer just get comfortable with what they have. And uh, you don't have to, if you have to have the new shiny thing every year that you might just pick a different era, but you know, we're not going to be the new shiny thing every year, guys, uh, just because I don't think it's required. Um, if we don't, if we bring out something, it's to make something better or to fill a gap in our lineup. And there aren't a lot of gaps in our lineup. Uh, when, you, when we're 27 all the way down to, uh, you know, the, the 3.2, it's it's, it's, it's it's a pretty good lineup.
0: Well, it's interesting to see like the zombie slayer, which in my mind, I think of that mainly as a hunting arrow, but yet we see a lot of 3D shooters uh, shooting the zombie slayers. I mean, so they think enough of it. You don't really see many hunting arrows on the 3D circuit or crossovers, I guess I would call them. Uh, But that one seems to be just as popular with hunters as it is with some of the 3D shooters.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that arrow, when we recommend a crossover arrow, that's probably the one, you know, guys that want to do hunting and they want to shoot 3D, that seems to be kind of where we land most people at because you still have enough diameter. If you think about, you know, catching a line, obviously got to make a better shot. But it's, so it's still, not, it's not super small, uh, but still it's a great hunting arrow. I think Jack Wallace actually won an IBO World Championship or or a triple crown or something, shooting that zombie slayer. Maybe it was three years ago. How about that? Danny I mean, one two back to back, and then yeah. So maybe it was maybe it was a triple crown three years ago. But you have to get Jack on the line because I'm sure he would remember. He's got a memory like an elephant.
0: <laughs> well, Sharon, she's shooting that I'm zombie like, slayer. This.
2: He's like, Dad, you're not remembering so much. Take some Oshwaganda. Ashwag- <laughs> <laughs> what in the tar is this? He goes. It's better for stress, gives you a better mood, and balances your cortisol levels so your mind works right. <laughs> I know what's in this stuff.
1: But- <laughs> we, might have to get, we might have to get PJ some of that stuff. <laughs> if it helps your memory, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dean Colvin Baloba was the answer. I was wrong there, too.
1: Well, you, PJ, you brought <clears throat> up the zombie slayer. Those things are, and we've used those with some of our Joe shooters. My daughter hunts with those. She shoots 3D. She shot indoor with them. When I tell people about an arrow that will not break your bank, that has absolute dollar value, man, those zombie slayers are incredible arrows.
2: They are. I think the biggest problem with the zombie slayer is a zombie slayer. I mean, I can't, it's not, so it's not like it's an astronomical amount, but it's enough to be comical. People will call us up and oh, go, you know, that arrow didn't say zombie it. I'd shoot it, but I don't believe in zombies. I said, you're not going to do this. <laughs> What's that? You don't either. <laughs> That arrow came out from a Las Vegas sales meeting at Lowe's. It had to be five or six years ago when the zombie crane was going crazy. I thought we should have an arrow called the Zombie Slayer. But he agreed. We brought out a Zombie Slayer. I mean, it's just you know.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's that great!
2: At a Lowe's national sales meeting, but yeah, it's a good all-around, all-purpose, multi use arrow. That's for sure. And one of our more popular, uh, hunting arrows, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the PS 23s. I, that's what I shoot for 3d. I just like that arrow. It's just a nice shooting arrow. I know I see a lot of other folks shooting that, but, uh, yeah,
2: there's a few shooting the PS 23. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, 27 for indoors. Think <clears throat> bought the, uh, the 27 out, uh, last year, year before, That'd be the year before, it'd be two years before. I don't know, heck, I don't even remember. I think Chris Perkin won Iowa, Uh, someone won Iowa, Perkin won Vegas shooting it, and uh, Jacob won Lancaster, and Jacob won indoor nationals that year. And so the first four majors, we won all of them with that 27 in the male open pro class. It was pretty incredible. Then we came back and Keith Trail last year this Vegas, but Las Vegas was the first senior to ever shoot a 900 uh, with those, and uh, yeah, I mean 27 has been it's been an awesome, awesome indoor arrow as well. So, yeah, I think you know I'm pretty proud of our lineup. You know, we continue to look at things and how can we do better? How can we pull in more people into the market? And uh, you know, we even got some some 50 grain uh, PS23 points we're working on here. Fifty you grain, know, fifty grain for the for the folks shooting those five hundreds that need that speed. And yeah, and uh, so yeah, we you know just little things. But we just you know how can we bring more people in because you know that's the thing with archery is we need to be more inclusive and not so exclusive.
0: How now? I'm going to put you on the spot here, Randy. I want to know how difficult. Or how long are your conversations when you're really like starting to get into a new era with Dan McCarthy? I, I got to imagine that the level of detail there just skyrockets when you bring him in.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well he and I he, he and I were talking the other day about uh, a new idea, and uh, we got a patent that we got coming on some it's a pretty a pretty cool product, and uh, and so then we started talking about the stock market.
0: And, uh, <laughs> Oh, brother.
2: Yeah. so You know where we were. And I love it. I mean, he just, you know, anybody that's ever met Nanny understands clearly that his thought process and, and willingness to learn is off the chart. One day we were in, I think it was a Kentucky tournament. No, we were in Fort Betty and there was a rising scare. And he and I were driving to, I think we were going to our haunt, which is the Texas Roadhouse there. Uh, And, uh, he goes, I go, he goes, what is rice? I'm like, some some kind of poison. I don't know. The next day, I'm not, I'm not kidding you (laughs) one minute. The man knew the origin, the person that created it, (laughs) how you make it. You're, you're, you're just, you're just the best, literally the best. I mean, he's the best person that I could think of to have on, you know, on product development, because literally. There is no stone unturned. Like I can say, hey, Daddy, remember that arrow that we had, I don't know, about three or four years ago? He goes, yeah, I got him in a batch over here. He'd be going to call him, liking all. Holy smokes. I love you.
0: <laughs> I have a, I, I think uh, one of my greatest things that I could think of doing would be like to go into his shop there. He added a range behind there and just move some stuff around. See see how long it would take him to figure it out.
2: <laughs> About thirty seconds. Yeah, no, he's he's been you know one of the biggest blessings um, that's that's ever come my way. He's a, a tremendous friend, a tremendous brother. Never let you get too far away. Always in contact with us, even though he's in Wisconsin and we're here. Um, he's just. He's one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. And I, and I mean that with all my heart and not just because he's with us. If he was anywhere, he's still one of the greatest people uh, you'll ever meet in your entire life. I mean, he'll help, he'll help anybody with anything.
0: Yeah, that's and, one of the things that I always appreciate about him and Jason Wilkins is you go to an ASA and they're there for the full three days. You see them talking to people out on the courses, Um, you know, they're not like shoot their round and they're gone. They're there for the duration. And I just always appreciated that about them, seeing them interact with the public.
2: Yeah, I think it goes back to the inclusion part. I mean, if archery is, if there's, you know, contrition in archery and we're contracting it, we're not growing. The only way that we're going to keep what we have and invite other people in is to give them a good experience. And, you know, to me, it's, that's what kind of makes the archery family, the archery family. It's so small, but yet it can be so big. And, you know, for an archer, it really shouldn't matter what you shoot. Do we want you shooting our arrows? Of course. But I can still love you and be your friend if you shoot Carbon Express, Houston Gold Tip, I don't care what you shoot. If you're a good person, I'm on your team. Literally, I'm on your team. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, whether it be bra- Braden shoots our bars but doesn't shoot our arrows, it's okay. And then we have guys that come over that I love talking to, like Tim Gillingham, doesn't shoot any of our product. But when I when I'm face to face with Tim, he's a good guy. And uh, and so you know that to me that's kind of what archery I think missing in the archery industry is being more inclusive and not really putting a label on people with what they shoot and who they, who they're affiliated with, it should be really who they are. Right. And, uh, it doesn't matter if you shoot a Matthews, a Hoyt, a PSE, you know, Darden, but who, who cares if you love archery and that's what we love to do and that's what we're in the business to do, it doesn't matter.
1: Some some great advice.
2: Yeah. It just doesn't matter.
1: I know, I know we've, we've seen it at your booth, you know, people just, they love to come over and say hi to Randy, Jason and Dan and, and Randy, when you're not there, I know there are some people, some close to me who come to the trailer, like, oh, Randy's not here, but having spent some time around your trailer, I have to ask a question. Sure. How much beef jerky do you consume in a year?
2: (laughs) It depends. It depends on. Who makes the beef jerky and where it comes from, you know? I don't wanna I don't wanna give props and have, you know, my buddy old Gene Martin there. He, he made our beef jerky and, and Sam Jennings makes beef jerky too. And when they bring it, I feel compelled to eat it all. <laughs> One time I had mean when uh, like uh it was ribeye and Dan will tell you the story. Ribye ribeye makes incredible beef jerky, but the fat is absolutely awful. It's got great flavor, the texture is something to behold. I, I had gene make like eight pounds of beef jerky i think i retained water for two weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have to say i've had some of gene's beef jerky and it is excellent it is amazing <laughs> it's pretty
2: good sam jenna makes a pretty good beef jerky too but uh yeah I, I i love the camaraderie i love the folks that come around and uh yeah it's you know it's good For sure. But yeah, we go through some beef jerky and Diet Mountain Dew for whatever reason. I drink a lot of Diet Mountain Dew anyways here too. But those are my two staples at the Archery Turtle. And those, what are those eggs they have in Texas? What do they call those things?
1: The pickled eggs? Red beet eggs?
2: Armadillo egg. Is that it?
1: Oh, maybe. They have a lot of weird stuff in Texas. I don't
2: know. Yeah, you go in that that building in Texas and have these things called armadillo eggs. They're like deep fried sausage, cheese wrapped in bacon or something and a jalapeno out of this world like you can spend a hundred bucks on armadillo eggs
1: i know yeah I remember <laughs> what you're talking about now inside the building there
2: yeah no those, yeah those are incredible so there's some tables at a few tournaments
1: <laughs> well i i is, can attest
2: we're going to because we, we're normally doing spring break uh with the wife and kids
1: so randy before we wrap up here i just want to um Tell us a little bit about your facility and and how things look down there, and what a day to day operation looks like at Black
2: Eagle. Oh man it it can be it can be so many things. Um, you know we 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 just moved to our new building here. We we doubled our size right at the wrong time. Right, you have this Corona scare. We're doubling our facility, you know, doubling our rent, all those things. So. We've got a really nice facility now. We can do testing. We've got Instron machine. We got a lot of other stuff coming. So um, I think it's going to be even better. Uh, you know, we're we'll, we'll be going making better product, uh, you know, in the future. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we just here, we do a lot of, uh, we do, you know, we do a fair amount of testing. We do a lot of shipping. Uh, we just built a whole new area for conquest. You know, we brought our new 500 uh, stabilizer, the Control Free 500, with smack. That was really popular this year, and for the first two months, it was just absolutely out of control after the ATA show and NBS and NABA, I mean, we we had back orders. It was unbelievable. And then where we were at, it just there was no space. And so, it. Uh, but you know, now uh, we're into. Art, you know the, the summer months are always the slowest in archery. They just are, even though we have three D and we're going to tournaments. It's not like hunting season. It's not like ATA. And so the boys went out yesterday, two days ago, bought a basketball hoop, bought wheels, so the boys would go out back and play basketball. And of course, I ruined it. We played this horse game, and you have to get this tip thing. You have to do, you know. I don't like it. And so I lost control of the ball, threw it up on the roof. And then with the basketball game, they probably four basketballs in case dad gets crazy because it's all family works here. Jason's part of family. And and Daniel, my son, works here. He just got out of the military uh, last November. And Jake, my son, and my wife. Yeah, so we're just all family here. Just, yeah, we just come in and make it happen. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, everyone here can do. And uh, we're all jacks of all trades and I think in the master of none. <laughs>
1: I don't know what the products you're putting out. I think you, you guys have mastered some things.
2: Yeah, We're, we're too kind. We just, you know, I've I've seen this often. We're, I think we're just blessed to be out there competing with, you know, iconic names that's been in the industry for years and years. The Eastland Carbon Express, the Gold Tips. I mean, those folks have been out there, have paved the way for folks to come in and, and kind of laid some groundwork on, you know, what you have to do. If you're going to have great product and be competitive in this in this industry, uh, because I mean there's a lot of great product. I said many times, you just choose who you're willing to support, and that's okay, because life is full of choices. You just make a choice, and if you choose something else, we can still be friends. You know, no one ever said we couldn't be friends just because you choose something else. It really, it doesn't keep me up at night. It just doesn't. It maybe it should, but it it really doesn't.
0: I don't know if you supported the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't know if I could step I get behind them.
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, when it comes to football, I'm, I'm an individualist. Believe it or not, I'm not a team. I'm not a team guy. I like certain players if they're playing. I like watching them uh, from time to time. More college football. You know, my daughter went to Baylor this year. This is her first year in Baylor, and uh, and so I spent a lot of time in Waco. A lot of time with Baylor, so I was glad to see Denzel Mims and Roy and, and Jamison uh, go and get drafted. I thought that was pretty cool. I saw I, At the hotel we stayed at, that's where they always went. And so we saw some of them in the elevators. We didn't spend time with them. We're not buddies, not on the first-name basis, but it's pretty cool watching these kids. And then you realize that I think 36 of the top 100 college football players academically was from Baylor. And so they've got they've got a really good program. They've got some pretty good kids, and uh, it was good to see them do well. So I'll be watching those guys this year. Hopefully, they get on a team and, and can make a difference. But I'm am an individual My son's a Cleveland. We're originally from Ohio, not from Georgia. We're Ohio native. lives in Ohio for 40 years. Um, I think 40 years.
0: He's yeah. a Cleveland fan. I
2: feel bad he for him. Tried and true. <laughs> and he just he just he. It doesn't matter what they do, it's like, ah, there's next year. My typical Browns fan. But I love it. <laughs> I love that. Next year's our year, you know, we see the offensive line. We need a we need this, we need that. And I I, hope it goes your way. I'll just sit over here in the sidelines and watch and you know, love it because he's a Browns fan.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Eagles, so I know all about this. there's always next year. There's always next year. <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> so that's how it is with every football team except for one that wins the Super Bowl. But they're <laughs> hoping it's next year too. So I guess it's always next year. Everybody hopes for next year every year.
1: That's right. And a lot of people hoping for next year after the year we're having in 2020.
0: Yes, in you know, oh, archery. Yeah. Yes, you know, absolutely. absolutely.
2: But believe it or not, I think there's a lot of people uh, still shooting their bows. I talk to a lot of dealers. I try to stay connected to dealers. Call them from time to time and pick up the phone and. Or they call, they call here, obviously put orders in and people are participating. I mean, the stimulus checks, people are buying bows. You know, the problem is there's a, the problem is going to be, there's not going to be any bows on the market to buy. Right. I mean, that's going to be the problem because I talked to guys who are selling a, one guy sold 85 bows, uh, last month. You know, we had a good month. We really did. The Lord blessed us with a, uh, with a really good month in April. And, uh, and so people are participating. You know, obviously the um, the people who have adapted their business and do have an online store have probably seen more of an uptick than those that just rely on strictly brick and brick and mortar. And I think that's where you have to become an omni-channel retailer in today's environment. You gotta you gotta meet the consumer wherever they are, and uh, we can't just sit here and go, well, they'll just come to me, or I won't have any. Well, guess what? It might be the latter. I just might not have any right so meet them where they're at um i think i think there's still a lot of business out there to be at and uh, you know we, we saw a lot of that the online guys just out their their orders in april were just incredible because they, they couldn't get anywhere else yeah yeah and we amazon so it wasn't a, it wasn't amazon for us um, i'm sure they had a record month but we uh, you know we saw a lot of guys that do have online stores and online presence do good well So I think May people will start opening back up. People will get out. Not too sure about archery tournaments and how the social distancing thing will work. People will start getting out and they'll get some wind under their under their sails. Start thinking about hunting season coming up and maybe we get a archery tournament or two in if we're lucky. Maybe three. Don't know. I feel more like it's probably going to be two Uh, on the ASA side. Not too sure about the IBO. I'm not that close to the IVO, but ASA. I feel like we—it's probably going to be two. Hopefully, it's three, but probably going to be two. And uh, I'm not too sure about World Cups, but I do think we probably get off like a Arizona Cup or you know one of those tournaments. They can move the date back, so you might get some out, out outdoor archery in, and yeah. uh, and then maybe you know come this winter we can get back to some form of normalcy, providing there's not a spike. But I try to exclude myself from most news, believe it or not, because it's just all so bad and uh, i try to stay a little more positive with what the news provides
1: <laughs> yeah that's,
0: that's a good way to do it for sure
2: Absolutely. yeah yeah you know you just find it's a, it's a better life I mean, facebook is great for what facebook is good for but you know i just there's just too much on there for me so you know maybe some folks listen this may have followed me i doubt it but if they did like man i don't see right now I'm still alive you know i just don't I just chose not to participate. Uh, when there's 3D archery tournaments, I want to go on there and congratulate our shooters that I don't see the tournament. And, and those are good things. And I love that people post about our product. Those are good things. I wish I could go on there and reply to them all, but it requires me getting on something that I just don't align with. And, uh, and so I try to really stay off of Facebook, Instagram, and you know, all that social media stuff, because at the end of the day, all it does is it just seems to divide us. And we shouldn't be
1: divided. We should
2: be together. Fair enough. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's a great message. And we've seen it, the support and participation and the archery community really coming together during this time. It's been encouraging. You know, you've talked about division and and being inclusive. And uh, I think we've seen that. We've seen great participation in our competition, lots of comments, and people looking forward to seeing their family again. So, I'm hoping that when we come out of this, we, we'll we see some more of that inclusion and and, and bringing people into the fold. So uh, it is great to be a part of this archery family. So, uh, Randy, you did talk briefly there about social media. I know that Black Eagle is is pretty active uh, through social media. How would people listening to this follow Black Eagle and Conquest Archery?
2: Well, I think you just go to Black Eagle and on our Facebook page, we have a Black Eagle page, a Conquest page. We have uh, the same thing on Instagram, my son. Uh, he'll be 21 this year. Out of the army, like dad I can do social media. There's no doubt about it. Because <laughs> prior to that, I did. I,
0: I think it's I better know. if your son handles it.
2: He's way really <laughs> better at that than I. You know, as as getting folks up there, you know. I, I wish that we would, you know, that we are or me could be more interactive, like we talked about. It just, it, it just, it's not that it requires too much of it. I, when I worked at Lowe's and had Black Eagle, it was a hundred hour weeks. Every week for five years, literally a hundred plus, because I did fifty to seventy at loads, and I work seven days a week, however long I can stay awake, and on weekends uh, for Black Eagle. So I I can put in the work. I just don't want to see all that stuff. Because you have to see other people's stuff, right? And I just don't. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it, with people. I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I mean, let's just let's just get along and have some. Some love and compassion for our fellow human being. Doesn't matter what your plight is. I mean, we're all we're all a, we're all a creature. Uh, with the same mouth, you bless God, you curse man, the creation of God.
0: Well, thanks everybody for joining us. That's another episode of the Competition Archery Media Podcast. We certainly appreciate your time today, but most of all, we appreciate Randy Kitts' time. Randy, thanks again for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you guys for having me. It was a uh, it's good to get on here and talk to you guys and, and glad to hear that uh, you know the things that you're doing are making a difference in people's lives and they're out there enjoying shooting their bow and spending time with their family. I've seen some posts with kids shooting and adult shooting. It's great. I mean, we just need to come together whether times are good or bad. And if we're always together, then we can never be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. Great message there, Randy. Folks, thanks again for joining us. Be sure and go back through our library. You can check out all sorts of content there from our podcast. Have a good day.